Hey, it's Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I have the pleasure to be joined by Bobby Butts from Overkill, Mark Bengi. Congratulations on American Made, which gets released not until June. It is the best of Yankee hard rocking songs. How difficult was it to get the time together? Because I know you're all pretty busy with your other bands. This actually worked out pretty well, Seb. Um, you know, the the, I, the idea came together when uh, the four of us had some intermittent downtime. And it wasn't one of those ideas that were going to be run through the mill over and over again and, and, and rethought or overthought. Uh, but primarily, the idea was to capture a moment. And I think as soon as uh, uh, the idea came up, uh, the moment was captured. I, I defer to my partner, Mr. Mangi, because it was his idea. I give the credit to my son. Just said an offhand comment as we were just hanging out one night listening to Skinner, and he said, "Hey, you know, Dad, you guys should play this song." And that's where the light bulb went off. And once that light bulb went off, I started thinking guitar parts, rhythm parts, drum patterns, double bass drums, this, that, and the other thing. And I immediately uh, called Bobby and I said, "Hey, man, what do you think about doing something like this?" And the song was Saturday Night Special skinning and and then he just he was all in what are we within 30 seconds because of course you've recently released toys in the attic what's the response been like to that so far oh pretty good so far i mean this is um you know i think that uh, we spoke about it earlier when you were given the introduction that it's uh it's some good old fun uh, yankee hard rock classics and uh i it's it's reimagining what those things were or that era was the 1970s and, and taking what we've learned as musicians and people who present music over decades, uh, you know, the four of us have a, a quite a, a long repertoire here, and, and putting that spin on it. So, of course, it's not an overkill song or a violent song or Metal Allegiance or Sons of Apollo, but it is a, 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 another entity, a fifth entity, coming in uh, with that presentation. So, so when the Toys uh, uh, single came out with, uh, with the video, it seemed like a lot of mouths were open. I mean, and it seemed primarily that it was a positive response to the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I know I've gotten quite a few uh, texts and calls and emails from uh, colleagues and peers and dudes in other bands who are going, man, that's a freaking rockin' version. Um, and I don't really read a lot of the comments in press land because, well, you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Just from the pickup and from the the, uh, the private messages I've received, you know, people seem to be pretty stoked on this, which is uh, which is awesome.
Why did you specifically choose Ted Nugent's Woon Tang Sweet Poon Tang as the opener? Because it's excellent. It was, an, uh, it was a no-brainer once the, the live introduction was done. That live introduction is uh, a variation of what was done on Double Live Gonzo back in the 70s uh, one night in Nashville, Tennessee, where he he actually talks about cats in that in that particular song. <laughs> this is for all that Nashville band. But the, um, uh, I knew that I could get that down, and I, and I thought that... Uh, when I was recording it with my engineer, I said to him, just be ready, because I may just hit on this at any particular time when I have it all together in my head. And it was done in, in one take. And I think it kind of sets the tone for the record to hear that uh, verbalized introduction or a take on that verbalized introduction from Ted back on uh, Double Live Gonzo. Do you think Ted will approve of your version? He already did approve. He wrote, and I quote, absolutely effing brilliant. God bless the real music crankers of America. Godspeed. So he listened to it and loves it. And of course you chose Mountains Never In My Life as well, which is a bit of an unusual one. Why did you choose that? That was, that was one of my picks. I mean, we all picked two on the record, uh, and then we voted democratically on the on the last two to, to fill it in at the 10. Uh, but I, I had always wanted to do that song. I thought my voice had been cut for it. Uh, it had been discussed uh, in the Overkill camp years ago. Uh, it never came to fruition. When Mark brought up uh, this idea to me after his uh, son kind of presented it to him, saying, oh, this would be a cool song to cover, he was talking about Saturday Night Special by Leonard Skinner. Uh, he presented the idea to me, and it was out of my mouth before I think he finished his sentence. I'm like, I'm in, never in my life, Mountain. I like it because I'm cut for it. Uh, my voice has kind of got a gritty, uh, let's say, uh, a blues phrasing to it, even though I'm uh, in the thrash metal community for uh, going on four decades. Uh, this is the stuff I listened to in my youth. Um, actually owned the record Mountain Climbing. I love the album cover as well, and I think... You should have that as a tattoo, guys. I think you should all get that as a tattoo with BPMD underneath. Well, that would make a cool back piece. I think, what, didn't you say that once before? Yeah, I said that thing looks like either like a flag or a back piece. But it, it, it's so reminiscent of a throwback. I mean, of course, it's uh, a modern twist on uh, throwback art. But, uh, you know, that whole thing has got a little of that psychedelia in it, uh, a little of that hard rockin' free-spirited skull and colors uh, so uh, a tattoo would be just perfect everything is up in the air at the moment with this damn virus sweeping the world eventually do you hope to get out on the road with bpmd bpmd is never going to tour when it's not like we could just pack up and go away for three weeks um you know we all have other projects bands responsibilities etc um however on the flip side of things you know we very much we're planning and still are planning to do uh, one-off festivals, European festivals, uh, specialty shows, etc. Um, we actually had one booked, a benefit gig, later on this month, which unfortunately is not happening. So we will play live, it's just a matter of when. That's something to look forward to. I hope we get over to the UK and do a show here, actually. Oh no, go to Belgium, man, it's better, the beer's better and the women. Um... <laughs> So just to say you were to do a European metal rock 
cover album, which songs would you choose to cover from a European perspective? No, how great is that idea? I mean, you know, when this was hatched, I think that uh, after the lineup was put together um, and, and we were happy about the pedigree, uh, you know, Phil and Mike coming in, Mark, myself, uh, sure, guys that have had a lot of experience uh, under their belts, and we were excited about having some fun, you know, feeling like we were kids again, doing something for the pure motivation of self-enjoyment, selfishness. Uh, but I think the second thought was, Hey, we got to do Made in the UK next, <laughs> so, because that's where uh, so much great music came out in the 70s. And if I had to pick two, uh, I'd already picked Status Quo, uh, Roll Over Lay Down, and Fleetwood Mac, uh, Oh Well. Really? Wow. That's different. Yeah. That's different, man. That's interesting. What about you, Mark? Which two tracks would you choose? Well, I'm sure everyone expects me to pick a Purple or a Sabbath track. I would pick uh, Killer Queen. I have a whole and I have a whole idea for that song, Queen uh, the Queen track on uh, Sheer Heart Attack, um, and I would pick a George Harrison solo song off of uh, All Things Must Pass. Well, let's hope that happens one day. Hey, I think the idea is that it should be unexpected. You know, yeah. it should... just need to ask you both. More you, Bobby. You're a lot ten years older than me. How come you've still got long hair and you're not going bald? I'm going. I'm fifty and it's going. It's starting to go. And I look at these rock stars. These guys that are older than me, and you've all got long hair. What's going on? It's not on. Sorry. I can't give my secrets away, but I was, I was watching the news. It, this had to be 15, 20 years ago, right? I was watching the news, and I was sitting there with my uh, girl at the time, and they did a study on, on the highest levels of testosterone in, in the males, and they came up with three professions, and the three professions were astronauts, police officers, and rock and roll musicians. So I attribute this. I attribute this to the third uh, of choosing my profession. Maybe that's maybe that's why the hair lasts on some of us headbangers a little bit longer. <laughs> Love it. That's, that's such a cool answer. So you both started and became recognised in the wild and probably hazy days of the eighties. How glad are you guys to have started back then, rather than now in the twenty first century? Uh, for me, uh, you know, it was a different world. I mean, when I'd first come into uh, my first record contract in, in 1984 and then releasing in 85, it was a world of vinyl. Uh, the CD wasn't here yet. There was cassettes. I think they just, uh, the, the eight track had become obsolete. <laughs> that was the only, that was the only uh, means of listening to music that was obsolete at that particular point. So I've seen all the changes. I've gone from uh, vinyl, which is now back, and cassettes, all the way up to Pro Tools and digital downloads. So there was a, it was a different world. Um, and it's, it was a little bit more similar to that of the BPMD project. Because when you got into the studio to play, you, you had to be ready and you had to play. Um, it wasn't about cutting and pasting. It wasn't about we'll fix it in the mix uh, or anything like so. It, it, had, to be, it had to be proper uh, from the get-go. Uh, or if it wasn't proper, you had to do it again and again and again. So it was. So I think it was, it's been quite a change. But I also think that you need to embrace that technology or you get left behind. Uh, the BPMD project, for instance, embraces that technology, but with the mentality of, uh, let's say, that, uh, you know, coming out of the starting gate for myself in the 80s. Yeah, I'm very much, a, uh, even though I was a lot younger then, I, I, you know, I'm cut from that cloth of 70s and 80s uh, music. Uh, more so... Um, outside of metal, you know, with you know the, some of the bands that we've covered on the BPMD record, you know, and like Bobby said, it's having your shit together as a musician. You know, today, 
it's very easy to go into a studio, record, screw up, copy and paste it in, punch it in, do it over, repeat, recycle, etc. You know, that's kind of the norm of recording now. My mentality is if I screw it up, I'm scrapping it all and starting all over again. And um, it, only, it only challenges you and, and it challenges the musicianship and it challenges me as a, as a player. Um, and, and that mentality comes out of these you know, bands like Overkill and um, even pre-Overkill, ZZ Top and Skinner, etc. You know, these, these guys were going into the studio cutting tape and, and playing their instruments and there was, there was no very, very few and very loose for uh, Room Forever. So um, that's kind of the mentality I take into not only BPMD, but Metal Allegiance and you know, the other things that I do. So what is going to be happening with Overkill and Metal Allegiance and your other bands that you're involved with? Is, are you like us over here? We don't know, whatever. Lockdown time, isn't it? No, fuck that. I mean, business as usual. I mean, that's what that's how you beat times like this. You know, you have to you, you dig in, you do what you do best. You know, if you if you're the woodworker, you do you do some of your greatest woodwork at this particular time. You know, it, it's it, it's a it's a different world. If you're a songwriter, you write some good songs. You dig into it. I think what what people love or, or people's uh, attraction to their professions or what they love to do is what makes them, you know, what makes them whole. And I speak for myself by saying this is. This is for sure strange and trying times, but the, the reality is uh, you can either, uh, you, you can be safe, but not buy into it as if it's taken away our collective world, uh, that somewhere in there that we ha we need normality, and that normality for me personally is uh, having my, uh, my, my portable studio set up here in my office, uh, tracking some vocals, uh, going over demos with, uh, with Dee Dee Verney and the guys in Overkill. I've been going back and forth with uh, Alex Skolnick and uh, trading demos and ideas and we're starting to plant the seeds for the next record. Um, on the flip side of things, I like to be in a room with people writing, getting that vibe and energy. Um, if I have a riff or a song idea, um, I like to flesh it out. I like to trade back and forth. Um, on the flip side of things, I've been writing like crazy here and I have complete songs, I have riffs, I have words, I have sentences, I have complete lyrical content, um, but again, it's just a matter of flushing it out and seeing what's usable, what's good, what's shit, <laughs> and um, and we're starting to gear up those, um, gear that up and for, this, for this next record. BPMD stands for your surnames, but what else could BPMD stand for? Oh God. <laughs> well, PD, right? BPMD. MD is doctor. Well, bipolar mental disorder. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's one. BP. That would do, that would do, man. I like that. I, I like can't it. do it. I came up with one and all it does is insult me. And <laughs> <laughs> me, dude. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love it. That's a good one. Bipolar mental disorder. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm getting some of that man in this lockdown. Right, yeah, that's a good answer. Okay. <laughs> Next one then. You're probably not going to want to answer this, but I'm going to ask you. What's the wildest thing you've ever done in the name of rock and roll? Oh, boy. Wildest thing I ever did in rock and roll. I mean, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff I don't want to tell out there because it could be warrants <laughs> after my arrest that I don't want to confess anything. I do remember back in... Uh, Mid two thousands, I think two thousand seven, we were doing the opening slot for Motorhead through uh, the continent of Europe, 
And uh, last show in Berlin, I was asked, Remy called me into the dressing room through a friend and said, hey, man, I want you to sing Overkill with me tonight. I don't want you to do that last song. I was fucking over the moon, you know? And what a, what a great, I mean, not just a compliment, but I was just so excited to be on the stage and, and be a part of a Motorhead show. But I got so nervous, I wrote, the, I wrote the first word of each verse down on my forearm. Because, I mean, if you're a singer, you got the first word, you're not going to, everything else will follow. And I, I knew the song. It was just, I just didn't want to mess it up, you know, under the lights. But sure enough, uh, Lemmy caught me about the third verse and started yelling into the microphone, Cheat notes! He's got cheat notes! Cheat notes! I, I did a backward somersault into the audience. got swallowed up by the Germans. And I can still see him to this day leaning over the stage yelling, Cheat notes! <laughs> uh, that's not, that's not from uh, public uh, ears. <laughs> Or eyes. Um, no, uh, not I, I honestly have no crazy stories um, that is publicly viable, if you will. Uh, a lot of funny backstage shenanigans, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I really, nothing comes to mind um, as far as crazy, wildly, publicly open uh, rock and roll. Cool. So, if he hangs out with me long enough, I will make sure I get him arrested in your name. Get it done. Again, I can't. I can't speak about certain things. <laughs> <laughs> the great Gene Simmons once said that rock and roll is dead. Agree to disagree? No, dis I disagree 100. percent Rock and roll is not dead. Rock and roll is has always been. It started underground, remained underground. It peaked. It went back down underground. It came back overground again. It's underground, but it's always been an underground lifestyle, and it's never going to die. It's never going to go anywhere, and um, especially if you try to kill it, it's only going to come back even stronger. Do you have any final words for your legions of fans and our listeners? Well, for sure, stay safe. Uh, enjoy the BPMD record. I mean, everybody needs a, a dose of rock and roll now and then. It always brings a smile on my face, and uh, I uh, overkill, and I'm sure BPMD will see you on the road sometime in the future. Yeah, stay safe, and... Uh, Hopefully we make it uh, across the pond and we're playing over there sooner rather than later. And uh, But first, uh, we, need, we need to get this world back into order. Hey, what do you say? This is Bobby Bliss from BPMD. This is Mark Mengi from BPMD. And you are listening to the Metal Gods Meltdown.